Hey guys, I'm Bryn. I'm Heather. We're pharmacists out of the box. Oh, we have such a great show today. I'm so excited. Um, so we actually are interviewing Natalie Solomon. She's someone I've known for a few years and uh, just uh, connected recently again. And she has an amazing story to tell about um, being a cannabis pharmacist or whatever you would call that. Or you would, you'll tell us. So what, what do you consider yourself? So just what you said, a cannabis pharmacist, um, a consultant pharmacist. So um, I have created a line of CBD products to help support my um, consultation services. So it's kind of like a two for one. So we talk about what you're looking for, what we want to treat. And, you know, with I have a pretty a big variety of products, which help kind of choose what best CBD product would work for that specific person or situation. So, so you made these products or are they something that you get from a wholesaler or something? So I work with a company. I actually formulate them and then they manufacture it for me and then they send it back to me and then I, pa- I package them and I label them to my standards. Wow. So it's kind of like they work with me, but yeah, they have a state of the art cutting edge facility where they do the extractions of the flower. Um, there's different ways to extract the flower, and the way they do it is it yields the highest CBD uh, percentages, uh, which in turn creates a better product. So, and then they also have an in-house lab, so they do all the testing for me as well. So every product is lab tested by batch. So um, that's part of the labeling requirements that we can get into if you like. Um, yeah. Well. Well, let's back up a little bit, Natalie, because you are a pharmacist. You are trained at a very good institution, the University of Florida. And uh, <laughs> so tell us, like, um, did you start out as, a, as this or, or how did your career start? How did this all happen? Okay. So I, um, I worked as a retail pharmacist, uh, which, um, and I still do um, on the side, but I started in retail. And we all know how stressful retail pharmacy can be. <laughs> so, you know, my, my life started unraveling. I became a pharmacy manager, took on a really busy store. I had a, I had a baby, I married, marriage, baby, you know, life. And I started developing a lot of anxiety. Um, so I started seeing a doctor in Ocala. And they tried, the first thing they tried was use for them. So I tried buspirone and actually ended up in the hospital with serotonin syndrome, believe it or not. And um, that really, you know, got me nervous about using any kind of serotonin drugs. So um, we went and tried Effexor. And I tried Effexor for about six months and lost a ton of weight, looked really sickly and just wasn't healthy at all. So started seeing another doctor um, in Ocala. And he's more of a natural type of doctor. So he recommended that I look into medical marijuana. So I, I started to, I, I went and I got my card and I did the whole um, process. And I went to a dispensary um, and started trying C, uh, high CBD, low THC products. And I found that that worked the best for me. Mm. So I... Um, I, I enjoyed using the oils and the vape pens at the time and found a lot of relief and that worked the best. I didn't have any side effects. I had, you know, I didn't have that sense of feeling, you know, high or anything of that sort. 
um, because I made sure to use low THC and, uh, and really started getting my life back together. I felt like I was getting a grasp on things, a hold on, on my life again. Um, so a little bit of that. And I also, uh, decided to leave the company I was working for at the time. Um, so that kind of had a lot of my stresses were due to that. So, and then started working for a different company, which really helped with my work-life balance. And, um, I got really interested in cannabis. So I started looking into it and lo and behold, there's three states already that allow only cannabis dispensing by a pharmacist. Got really interested by that. Um, started researching like crazy. And um, I actually became a student in Orlando. There's a college, a cannabis college called Learn Sativa. Um, this gentleman, uh, he started the school, he founded the school. He is actually one of the um, writers for the the hemp bill program. So he started the Florida hemp uh, program, and which is also known as the farm bill. And he actually unraveled all that. So he's very knowledgeable about cannabis and about the business and whatever area you wanted to um, explore. So I, you know, I started taking classes with him. You enroll for the semester. And, um, and you start becoming knowledgeable. He gives you a line of books to read. He gives you online classes to research. And, and that's kind of what kickstarted this whole um, career of mine. Did you have to commute down there? Because I know it's not that far. Or did, was it mostly online-based and book-based? Both. I did a few um, you know, in-house uh, uh, courses because I, I like that face-to-face contact. And you'd be surprised, it was lawyers, pharmacists, doctors, police officers were all the audience there. Wow. And they just wanted to learn about the business because it seems to impact everyone in a different way, you know, in some sort of, some sort of way. So it's really interesting. And I, I really love the professors there. They're all very knowledgeable. I email them to this day if I have any questions. And they're very professional. So how long it, did you go there? I've um, been there almost two years. Hmm. Been going almost two years now. So um, I just enroll every semester, whether I go or not. And you know, I usually use all their online courses and anything new that comes up. Or he publishes a couple books a year too. So his um, his name is Patrick O'Ryan. So he's it's very well known in the cannabis business. He's a actually does consulting for Truly, okay. which is one of the the bigger medical marijuana dispensaries and. Um, He's, he's very on the top end of the game. So good, good resource to have. And but, so you, you did that and you mm-hmm. were working at the other place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so then what did happened? Did you do part-time or full-time in your new job? So I, um, I started coming up with my formulations last year. Um, I said, you know, let me start formulating some products. I tested, I purchased a, what we call a magic butter um, system. I don't know if you've ever seen them. It, it decarboxylates the flour and it can either turn it into an oil or a um, butter. So you can use the oil for topicals and orals and then you can use the butter for orals as well to, to cook with. So started getting, you know, kind of creative, experimenting, seeing what I liked, what I didn't like, what looked like it worked. And um, started doing some research and um, um, it's not just me. It's a, it's another um, girl named Rebecca Weiner. She's my business partner. 
she has a uh, dog grooming business, a mobile dog grooming business, and she was really passionate about it. She's got her own story too with uh, medical marijuana. So we kind of started brainstorming, hey, you know, what if, what if we did this, you know, for as a business and see what, what happens, how it takes off. And, you know, between her knowledge and my, my pharmacist knowledge, you know, maybe we, we got something here. So um, we were super excited. We started, you know, making some edibles, making some creams, topicals, and, and just kind of testing the waters. And of course, all of our family was our testing subject <laughs> <laughs> and everything. So, you know, one thing about CBD, it's, it's completely safe. It's very minimal side effects. Um, and it, you can't, you can't hurt anybody on it. So that's, that's what made me comfortable in, you know, exploring this field and, and seeing what, what came out of it. But we got really serious at the end of the year and said, you know what, we need to, we need to find a company that can really support what our end goal is. And we did, we, we went and kind of partnered with this company and, and they make really good products, really good stuff. And they allow me to kind of um, put my two cents in, which is great. So it's not like black and white. You either order this, this is their catalog, you buy what you want. You know, they really allow us some flexibility. So um, and allow me to help out with that. So. so I have a couple of questions. So my first one, I guess, would be more like as a patient. So you started out as kind of a patient using CBD, and you were, if I have the timing right, you were still working for the, the your first um, re, community pharmacy. That's right. If, if you are a pharmacist who uses CBD, is there a risk? I mean, do you have to just be very transparent with who you work for and say, Hey, I've got a legal, is it legal? I mean, is it legal? Like how does that work as a pharmacist who uses CBD in a workspace? So right now um, in Florida, medical marijuana is legal and CBD, whether medical or recreational is, um, is legal. I'm not going to say corporations may not, you know, do their own policy. So you would want to check with them first. Um, but there are CBD products that are completely THC free or have very minimal trace amounts that would not be detected. So, you know, I get that question quite a bit, you know, and on the labeling, we are not by law allowed to state that this is THC free. We have to put in there that it comes from a hemp flower and hemp is grown with a 0.3% of THC and dry weight or less. So that's what classifies hemp versus marijuana. Same, same plant, different species, in other words. Yeah. Um, so we have to label that on all of our products. So of course they're gonna say, well, you're telling me it's CAC free, but on your label it says it's possible that it has a 0.3%. So a lot of times if I say, you know, if you're uncomfortable, if you don't have a medical card, you know, you can purchase some medical, you know, some marijuana tests and urine tests. And test yourself. Once you find your dose, test yourself. See, see for yourself if it's testing, you know, and do a series of tests. And, and if you're comfortable with that, then you go. But I always think that it's best to have disclosure with your employer um, about the situation that you're in and that you, this is what you, and, and you'd be surprised. Everything's changing now. It's a whole nother animal these days. So you, you know, don't, and, and I still see the stigma with patients, you know, they don't want to tell their medical doctors that they're using CBD. Yeah, you right. know? And it's, and you know, I, it, it upsets me. I'm not going to lie, but I think once we get over that hump and really appreciate the value of CBD, 
it's gonna it's gonna change it's gonna change a lot of people's lives so well, I almost feel like it's more it's easier in my view nowadays to be like hey I'm using CBD than it would be to admit to your lawyer I'm having anxiety this is very mm. stressful like I have a mental health issue like to me like I can't hold my stuff together yeah like but there you shouldn't say be, right I, get, I use CBD <laughs> yeah there shouldn't be a stigma around mental health but in a way like you're being vulnerable you're you know, if you're not comfortable with your employer, that could be a very <laughs> difficult thing to do versus hopefully it's more accepted um, to be like, hey, I need this therapy or um, I don't know. I just, yeah, exactly. Well, and I think it is getting more traction. Like you talked about the stigmas and so forth. And, you know, I'll just wave in front of the camera here in Jaffa of this month that we're actually filming this. It just came out in the pharmacy today. They both have their focus on these issues on cannabis. So, Hopefully that stigma as we start to talk more about it and do more research, which is what these are about. Um, I think maybe the stigma can go away, but that brings me to kind of my second question. What are the things you faced as a pharmacist? Oh, you're a pharmacist that now you're going to be a CBD pharmacist. Like what kind of challenges or stigmas did you run into? Um, I'm sure, I mean, I can think of some that might have happened, but just from your, from your experience, what, you know, what kind of stigmas, was there for you? Oh, I, I definitely encountered it and um, still do. Uh, it's, it's crazy, you know, you kind of almost feel like you have to walk on eggshells to kind of feel someone out before you really say, hey, you know, this is what I do for on the side for a living as well. So it's, you know, you kind of have to feel them out and understand that there is going to be people and I'm not here to change anybody's mind. You, you know, this is, you you think the way you think for a reason and I'm I'm not here to, you know, go against you in any way. But I kinda wait for them to reach out to me. I put it out there what I am and if they reach out to me and they have interests or they have questions, I answer them, you know, to to my knowledge the best I can and with one hundred percent honesty. And they they go ahead and they make that decision on their own. But I don't wanna push anyone into thinking that, you know, you're you know, it's bad that you think that, you know, cannabis is, is just, a, you know, it's a bad product or, or anything like that. So I'm, I try not to be pushy. I try not to let my emotions get involved or anything like that. I just, I stay professional. I wait for them to give me the kind of um, open door. And, and sometimes you feel them out. You can see that, you know, they're nervous because, you know, they grew up in a certain stigma, but at the same time, they're very interested. Right. So you kind of you kind of wait till they throw the bone out and then go for it. But so how did you originally find patients? I'm so sorry. How did like how did your f first patients come to you? Um, honestly, Facebook has really helped. Um, I also go to the farmers markets and I sell um, specifically at the Ocala downtown. Mm -hmm. I did get shut down by a few farmers markets. You'd be surprised. There's a lot of um, farmers markets that don't allow CBD or hemp products at this time. So that's, and, and it's just, some people walk right by you. They don't even look at you. And some people just walk right over and they're like, you know, I have a friend of mine that was telling me that she's on CBD and it's, and it's working magically for her. And, you know, so you get 50, 50, mm -hmm. it's right down the straight down the middle. It's crazy. So are you, are you, is your goal to maybe support yourself a hundred percent? Cause I think you said you're still working part-time. 
now at a community pharmacy, right? Right. Yeah, it's, you know, it's still in its infancy stages. You know, I, you know, first year, it's really the first year of the business fully blown going. So we'll see what the end of the year looks like, you know, and, and you know, for benefits and, and so forth, I stay with the company, yeah, to, you know, till this really, but yes, I would love to do consulting 100% full time. Mm-hmm. That's the, that's the end game. <laughs> that's is your no partner one. in Ocala as well? Yes. She yeah. Is there competition? Like, is there a lot of competition in that world? Not so much on the East Coast. It's really in the infancy stages. So right now is the time to really get into the business or get have interest in the business. They just approved the um, hunt bill for cultivation in Florida just this month. So you're going to see hemp farms now growing and it's going to be, you know, mom and pops too, because the application fee is zero. So you, you know, if you were to apply to go for medical marijuana right now to grow medical marijuana, you're looking at $70,000. So that's why the only people in Florida growing marijuana is um, Canadians, True Leaf, Cure Leaf, the big, big corporations that started out in the West side um, growing. So medical marijuana right now is untouchable, but one, one way to look at it is once it goes recreational, all that's going to go away. So if you're growing hemp, it's very simple. You just swap seeds and now you're growing marijuana. So now you can do both. So you can flip flop. It's the same exact, you know, growing cultivation process. It's just a different, it's a different species you're growing. So uh, you'll see, you'll see a lot of that here in the next year. There's also some um, discussions around the FDA going to start um, approving CBD in and certain products. So um, they, I believe a couple years ago, they approved a seizure drug, the FDA did Epidiolex, I believe. And it's only approved in certain states to be used. And, and there's been some cases where families have had to move wow. to be able to use that drug, to get their hands on that drug. Because they, they passed the marijuana tax um, bill last year that pretty much states that the state can decide how they want to regulate marijuana or hemp. So if they want to keep it a schedule one, they can. If they want to make it into a schedule two, they can. They can kind of decide or decipher what they want to do for that. And, and it's great because if the state approves it, then they can approve funding for research and studies. Because right now a lot of the studies are Canada-based or, you know, or West-based. So they're very premature. So you're going to see a lot more research unraveling now. And um, hopefully now with the, with the laws kind of going down with, against it. And um, we'll see a lot more funding towards that. I was um, surprised. It was maybe like a month or two ago. We had uh, somebody come into our community pharmacy that was there for the grocery portion of the store um, mm-hmm. with food and agriculture, I believe it is. But he came by to see if we had any CBD because they were now the overseers of CBD. And he had to call his boss to figure out what he was exactly looking for. And mm-hmm. it was just this really bizarre, like, I don't know quite what we're doing, but we've been assigned this. And so they took down like the lot numbers and like, what? We'll, and I was just like baffled because I'm like, wow, this is different. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Have you seen any but of the regulations? All about that. Yeah. So effective January 7th. Um, the ag department decided to join up with the food department. So 
any ingestible CBD, orals mainly, have to you have to apply for a food permit. So if you have a wholesale company, you would need a wholesale permit. If you have a retail business, you would need a retail uh, permit. We're actually in the process of getting a retail permit because it is an extensive process. Um, and really, I think it's great what they're doing because now all, you know, those CBD products, you walk into a gas station, they don't have any labeling on them. They're just, you know, you don't know what you're ingesting. And last year there was a study that showed that 76% of CBD products are either misbranded or mislabeled. That's wow. huge. Yeah. So that, that turnaround will, it really impact the CBD business. So um, a lot of, uh, I've had a lot of hesitant CBD customers because they're, they tried a product and they said, oh, it burned the back of my throat or, you know, it, it wasn't clear like it should have been, you know, or, or it didn't work, which is the biggest one. Um, and, and it's because of those, those people that create a CBD product and, and, and didn't put any kind of standards to it. So, um, Definitely CBD 101, you want to do your research, you want to get a good tested product. So they're, they're making it more difficult, which is good, because only the people that are really in the business to make a good product are going to withstand all that and go through all the processing. And they do, they come in, they inspect your products and your labeling. And one, one thing they're looking for, which can I show you on the screen? Oh, yeah, yeah. Sure. Um, for example, um, can you see this? Okay, so this is a tincture of mine. And you can see the QR code right there. Mm -hmm. So if you were to scan that QR code, it's going to take you to a link. And then you would look up the batch number, which the batch is on the bottom with the expiration. And it's going to pull up exactly the testing lab results that was done on this batch of tincture. Wow. And then it's going to give you a list of all of the ingredients, the CBD percentages, the THC percentages, and then all the substrates in between like like terpenes and so forth um so you know exactly what you're putting in your body if you ever come across a cbd product without a qr code or a non-scannable qr code that's a good way to decipher okay this is not a good product so is that a requirement that code it is okay. it is now as of january 2nd it is mm -hmm. any ingestible cbd so i think i think it's a great thing and right so um wow I don't know what I, I know there's say. so much I have <laughs> questions on. Um, so you going back to the FDA, it is still it is still nationally, federally illegal, but there you're saying there's just talk that it's moving in a different direction to be statewide, state. So right now there's only three states that don't have any at all hemp or marijuana mm -hmm. that are not allowed at all. Um, right now Florida is medical marijuana and hemp recreational or medical. So that's where we're at right now with Florida. Um, but federally, it's they have established where the states can decide for themselves what they wanna do, what they wanna approve, what they don't wanna approve. So that's, until we're in sync with everybody, that's, we're gonna run into all of this. And then, but you know, there's- non permits where you need retail or whatever permits because you're ingesting it that's right so okay. since it's something ingestible so like all the topical products they're not gonna they're not gonna um inspect but anything that you're ingesting um the food department will have a say in it and that's that goes for pet products too they are holding pet products mm -hmm. at the same exact standard as well which is great 
Well, that's gonna be hard for them because I know our uh, groomer had some for, for pets. Mm-hmm. I mean, my groomer's just like a hole in the wall somewhere. Like for those agriculture people to find all the groomers or vets or whatever. I mean, I guess just wrangling all that up and making it organized, like you're saying, mm-hmm. it's gonna be a process, I think. And to have like that extra permit. Yeah. Like I don't know that they like they probably have no idea that you know they're a groomer. Jan- yeah, like January second <laughs> or so. Yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure it'll all kind of trickle to everybody, but yeah. Interesting. And then how do you, I guess another burning question I have is like how you find the right dose. You know, a lot of times they're like, start low, go slow, change every week, increase it. Yeah. So, you know, there's no guidelines. That's, that's, and that's because the uh, research is so preliminary that we don't, we don't have a good guide, guidance with that. So that's, that's what kind of creates a unique position for me though, because I, hold their hand I literally hold their hand and I say don't titrate till till I tell you you know what I mean I'm going to do this with you I'm going to step by step with you I do a one-week check-in just to make sure they're tolerating it doesn't mean they have to have any kind of relief just yet but I want to make sure you know I start them really slow even beneath the labeling requirements just to make sure and before we even get started I get a list of all their medications because there are drug interactions there there's Quite a bit, actually, because this is a very strong SIP um, inhibitor. So, think of anything that is a, a SIP substrate; it's gonna it's gonna interact with this or cause some sort of inter- interaction with the um, other opposing medication they could be on. So, what do so, you use for that? Like, I know in Clin Farm, when I run the interactions, it automatically does marijuana in the interaction. Yeah. Oh, I don't yeah. think facts and compare. Yeah, does yeah. That. yeah. It, you don't even push a button like grapefruit juice or food. I mean, it just does it. Does it? it? Yeah. Wow. It always comes up oh. if there's interaction. So, is that is as a pharmacist, is that is that worthy? I mean, I guess it's in Clin Farm, but I mean, is that is that what you use, or how do you find those? I don't, I don't use ClinFarm. I just have a compilation of all the research that I've done. So if I see a new drug, I kind of add, I have like a list of all of them, um, all the books that I've been reading. And, and the biggest one that I come across is Warfarin, honestly, that I see clinically. Because there's a lot of, okay, this could happen, mm-hmm. but the ones that I've seen it affect is the Warfarin mainly. Um, there, there's some other drugs, but I just haven't come across it where the patients are taking them. They're very unusual drugs. Um, yeah, but- I saw one the other day for metoprolol and marijuana, mm-hmm. but what it said was just it could raise blood pressure, and so it could kind of, mm-hmm. right, I think, because it, so then it could kind of work against the blood pressure medicine. I think, if I'm remembering correctly, you <laughs> right. Right. So, so the way CBD works, or cannabidiol, we have um, what we call an ECS an endocannabinoid system. Every human, every animal has one, and it's really unique to you. So, uh, Heather, your ECS is completely different than yours, Bryn. <laughs> so it's it's it works completely different, and that's why um, there's could be a genetic factor to all of this as well. So we have to start slow and, and go very low and start slow um, to figure out what we call your sweet spot. So. Um, I usually recommend all the people that, that, you know, purchase products is that they get a journal and we start on the dosage and then we increase by drops. So we'll, I'll check in in a week, see how they're doing. Sometimes they're doing right on the first shot, you know, they're going to stay on that dose. Um, and of course, if anything changes, you know, I have them reach out to me. Um, but we usually increase between four to five drops on a, every five to seven days. That's kind of, 
roughly the the systematic approach that I use. Mm -hmm. And um, and I a lot of a lot of the reasons CBD doesn't work is also user error. They don't place it under the tongue long enough. They swallow it. So if you ingest CBD, you're looking at a 20% bioavailability. If you place it under the tongue and you leave it under four for four minutes exactly, you're increasing it um, twofold. So you're looking at 40% by four minutes. I've never heard of that. And it's, it'll stay under your tongue. It's like an oil you said, yeah. right? Oil. And it'll sit there hmm. and you'll almost feel it kind of dissipate. And then after four minutes, you, it's like, you're just swallowing whatever's left. But usually it's because I, I personally use it. So I know the feeling very well. And it's, yeah, you, it's almost like it just gets absorbed right under the tongue there. So, so mm -hmm. All these bottles are labeled like 30 seconds. I'm like, wow, four minutes. It's not, there's a huge difference. And I've, I've seen it. I've seen it clinically. It's, it's a big difference on, on how long they leave it under their tongue. And I noticed the bottle you had was like a thousand milligrams. Is that like one of your lower dose bottles or your higher dose? No, that's my higher dose. I have okay. two. And um, we can talk about the different types of oils too. There's different kinds. So there's. There's broad spectrum, full spectrum, isolate, and uh, water soluble. Those are the most common ones you're gonna see. Um, pretty much what isolate means is you completely isolate CBD or cannabidiol completely from the whole flower. And zero THC, right? So you get zero THC. You also lose a lot of the flavonoids and the terpenes, which are really, really have a lot of effect on it too. So it's, it's one of those, um, you know, is it the best product? Personally, I don't see that clinically, but if someone is looking for a THC free, that would, that would be their, their best, their best thing. But, um, by far the full spectrum is the one that I see the most benefit. Um, or I should say, yeah, it's the broad spectrum. The difference between full spectrum is that they yield, they take the THC out but they still leave the flavonoids and the terpenes, but the broad spectrum, which has a little bit of THC or traces of it, but still under the re federal regulations, has, it has benefit too. So most, most of the benefits that I see is with the broad spectrum tinctures. That's good yeah. to know. And I've never heard of the water-soluble ones. The water-soluble um, is really interesting. I don't carry that. The extraction for water soluble is very expensive. So if you go purchase water soluble um, tinctures, you're looking at almost $300 a bottle. And, but I will say, I've seen them. It's really good for, um, you know, anybody that has really bad uh, tremors or um, anxiety, anxiety where they're, it's life debilitating because I mean, you can instantly take it and see a difference within minutes. So, um, I, I, I have seen it personally, uh, but it's, it's expensive. It's very expensive. And, and I find just from most people have a budget and it's, it's, it just doesn't seem like something I should carry at this time, maybe down the line, but I get really good results with just using the broad spectrums and the topicals combined. So you mentioned the trimmers. So what are the most common things I think? maybe you know because sometimes you read that cbd just cures everything kind of thing but like <laughs> yeah. so so um so what do you think are the things that you see really respond that you think work really well with cbd 
So the, the three biggest things that I come across is inflammation. So pain and inflammation is probably my number one. Anxiety following that, and then topical um, skin issues, psoriasis, contact dermatitis, eczema, um, just you know, um, rashes in general that they can't get rid of. Wow. Uh, those are those are probably the three biggest uh, things that I that I find that I have accrued patients over, and I think that's the most well studied area too for CBD is those three the dermatologic, the inflammation, and the anxiety portion. Um, I actually got a um, email recently for a, um, a rheumatic patient, so rheumatoid arthritis. So I'm starting to see some of that too. I've seen some autoimmune deficiencies as well. But they're usually the ones with pain and inflammation involved. So. In the skin ones, are you, um, is it just topically or they seem benefit from both oral and, and on the skin for psoriasis? And so um, it depends. So if we're just doing some sort of a, like a one area, then I just recommend let's start with the topical. And then if no results, then we jump into the oil. But if it's something that it can pop up anywhere in your body, absolutely both. They work synergistically if you use together. So I, I like that. That is so cool. Yeah, I was going to say, my husband has gout. I mean, he's yeah. battled with that for years. It's finally getting better, but we've had to make drastic changes in like our food and everything. Um, so anyway, I was thinking about that for him. Like, so for something like gout, that's pretty localized mm -hmm. to his foot, sometimes his ankle, but mostly his foot. Yeah. And so you would recommend just like a topical versus? Yes, uh, absolutely. Um, I would, I would recommend we have two creams. We have a freeze cream that kind of, so gout usually causes a lot of heat, right? To the mm -hmm. area. So this one would have a cooling effect. Um, and then there's also a, uh, a cream, a relief cream that you can use for that, that they both, they have about 500 milligrams of CBD. So pretty, pretty good dosing. Yeah. Um, we even have bath bombs. So if he needs a foot soak, that could work. Ned delivers about 100 milligrams of CBD. He actually has a cream that he uses because um, he's tried, yeah, more than anything else, the CBD cream. Really? Yeah. And we did essential oils. Actually, essential oils like helped better than any other like prescription or anything else. So we first did the essential oils like frankincense and like a lot of these anti-inflammatories in the oil and that helped a lot and then he got the cbd um cream the lotion and um yeah he's like that's the best that's wow. <laughs> crazy it's not crazy <laughs> it, was, it was amazing um so you kind of talked about that like what we could treat you know just i'm thinking as pharmacists listening anxiety, to this anxiety sleep mm -hmm, pain. and skin and then you talked about the main interaction so i'm kind of putting my pharmacist hat on so the interaction, you biggest one you said is warfarin. So are there other kind of just major common things? Is there anything else as a pharmacist we should kind of like keep in the back of our mind? So you, I mean, the best way that I've learned to understand it is really understanding the mechanism of it. Once you kind of get the mechanism. So CBD, believe it or not, is not does not have a high affinity for the CB1 and CB2 receptors of the ECS or the endocannabinoid system. So what it does is it increases, it allows you to increase the amount of amantadine that we produce. It's one of our neurotransmitters. So um, that's where you see all the benefits is by itself, it increases that neurotransmitter, which causes all of these benefits. Helps with anxiety, helps with sleep, helps as the anti-inflammatory, 
um, benefits to it. So that's really the, a lot of there now there's a whole bunch of different cannabinoids in our, in, in the ECS or out of the flower, but that's probably the number one most understood mechanism right now that we have documented. Um, but there's a lot of questions around that and, and how that works. But And so it's not so, SIP related or it is SIP related in some way? Like, so what it does is it increases the other drugs. So it's really not that you're getting a side effect or, an, or a problem from the CBD. What it is is let's say you're taking metoprolol. Well, the metoprolol is probably going to require a dose reduction because now the metoprolol will stay in your system longer. So that's what the CBD does. It causes those medications to not get eliminated as quickly. So they, they linger longer and, 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 and that's why you may run across a, you know, well, I started taking CBD and then um, I got hypotensive or thyroid medication. You know, I started taking my thyroid medicine and I, my heart started racing off the medication that I've been taking for, for a very long time, stabilized on. So it's just that those medications are just lingering longer. They're not being eliminated as quickly because the CBD is competing for that, um, for the substrate. So, and so you just monitor, big, like you would just say, monitor your blood pressure if it seems to keep going yeah. lower. You know, talk exactly. To yeah. yeah. Really, they, they honestly, most of the time that I'm consulting, they don't have any side effects. They don't have any issues. They don't. Um, I've come across just a little, some warfarin things where it showed up, you know, it, it does increase your INR, but, um, it, otherwise it's, there's, there's not been any issues. Uh, I mean, knock on wood. And, and I think it's because I start slow and I titrate with them. And if they have any side effects, any issues, we, we work on that, but very minimal. I can't, I, I, I can't tell you how exciting this is because it's awesome. That is so incredible. How quickly or what kind of time frame are you looking at for results for patients? Um, definitely by the three week point, I, I, I hope wow. to, to get them, you know, where they need to. Um, but most of them, they see results within a, a week. And are you changing other lifestyle factors for them as well? Or are you strictly, this is what we're working on? Um, um, I encourage, I don't get into that too much, but honestly, especially if you're um, using it for let's say diabetes prevention because the oils do help reduce sugar cravings which in turn will help you know especially someone that's pre-diabetic and can really turn it around at that point that's that's where I find where I'm, I'm helping them with lifestyle changes and, okay. and assisting them with that as well. so that's a good this is gonna be a funny question because I'm just goofy but so is it gonna make people get the munchies it doesn't because it's got very low <laughs> THC. Okay. Because there That's might be awesome. that question. Yeah. And what about like autoimmune patients? I know you said it sounded like you were getting some more of those patients. Um, are they getting three-week results or lowering of inflammation? Yeah. Yeah. So they're actually getting off their steroids. What? And these, yeah. Steroids off of them. I mean, over years. And you know what steroids can do over time. So these, yeah, they're coming off steroids. It's, it's incredible. I mean, I, I get goosebumps just talking about it. It's crazy. So, so do, you, they, they, do you do any videos or anything like on Facebook or any little clips or like just kind of getting this information out there of these little tidbits like that? To me, that's huge. You can get somebody, you know, to either lower their dose of steroids or get off. So how do you utilize social media? To yeah, my, my business partner, she's, uh, she's a little more handy with, with that, uh, with the marketing aspect. She's got a marketing degree. 
but I want to. Um, right now, I'm I'm really focusing on my food permit, getting that straightened straightened out, and then I am going to probably get someone to help me, or if not, take over a, a website. I want to get a really intuitive website because to really promote the online store, and then leverage Facebook with all that, like a presentation of all the products and just a lot of links on the on the web page for information you know, product selection, you know, off surveys, stuff like that. So that's, that's all in the works. And that's, um, right now I'm trying to, trying to find someone that, that I can, um, do that with. So, but that's the intention. So I'm really curious because we relate with our five-year-olds that we have to care <laughs> for as well as work and balancing, choosing kindergarten and whatnot. What does your like typical work week look like? Oh man, it's crazy. Uh, well, I still work 40 hours, so I'm still full time. Um, luckily the new job I have is, uh, we work 12 hour shifts. So I only work 14 days a month. Okay. So it's, it's great. I have a lot of days off. So usually on my days off, I am, um, going to different farmers markets. Um, or we hold like on Facebook, we'll do like team shirt Thursdays, Tuesdays and Thursdays, you know, you get $5 off, you know, little promotions like that. Um, to entice and um, and really just a lot of friends really promoting for us and um, we have an Instagram page as well little things like that and I also leverage the horses too I you know we go to shows especially my business partner she rodeos a lot every weekend almost and she sets up tables and people ask her a ton of questions and um, she does some selling on the side there too so really uh, wherever I go. I always make sure to have some product with me. I mean, just today when I was checking into the hotel, um, the valet guy, he's like, do you have business cards? And I'm like, yeah. He's like, do you have any products on you? I'm like, yes, I do actually. So it's, it's crazy. It's just, it's a, it's a lot of networking and just always being prepared because even at sometimes at work, you know, some of the, the, um, people I work with, you know, they'll, they'll, they just, you know, they, they want to try something or they'll get interested in it, or they have a mom or a dad. And it's really just talking as much as you can about it. And then it, it just kind of unravels itself. So. Is that a conflict of interest? I mean, do they, can you talk about that at work, you know, or, or do you need to? Right. That? So I don't do it with customers. No, mm -hmm. I don't. I just kind of like, you know, employees, you know, that, right. you know, technicians, pharmacists. So, but no, I, I do talk about CBD with customers recommending it and stuff, but I don't, I don't ever recommend my, my products because it's, yeah, I don't right. want to, I don't want to cross that line. Right. Right. And then do you ever bring like your child along with you, like farmer's markets or like, cause it's like your time is so limited with them, especially if you're already, you know, putting in 40 hours for like the health insurance <laughs> and like all the other. Right. <laughs> well, most, I will say this, most of the farmer's market fall on Saturday. So they, uh, my daughter has gymnastics. So, Usually she comes with me, we set up, and then daddy comes, watches the booth, we go to gymnastics, or he takes her to gymnastics, and then we kind of tag team the booth. But yeah, she's usually with me all the time. And uh, when we do another horse events and stuff, she's always with me. So she's she even helps me label sometimes. So <laughs> yeah, it's a family business, that's for sure. <laughs> and where do you fit in the studying? Um, a lot of times I, I usually take reading material with me to work because um, it gets pretty quiet at night. I do a lot of my reading at night mainly. And then on my days off, I try to, you know, do a lot of research and, or, you know, whatever book I'm reading. And um, just when time allows, honestly. 
So will yeah. you get through, is there like a certificate at the end of this or do you see, is this, is school something that you're just always a part of because it's always changing and you always kind of need to be involved with that school to kind of get the newest information? Really, it's, yeah, you have to be self-motivated to learn about the business. There's nothing, I mean, had I not researched it, you know, or done it, you know, there's not, there's, I've been seeing some CEs on maybe CBD and seizures, but there's very limited stuff out there from the pharmacy world, which I hope that changes, you know. Well, maybe you need to do that. Maybe that's your next business <laughs> and you need to make something so us pharmacists can watch you and say, you teach us. Yes. Yeah, from the pharmacist perspective. Yeah, absolutely. I'd like to get a little more, you know, involved in the field, you know, get some years yeah. under my belt and then, you know, get, get, get that, get that rolling for sure. So that brings a good question though, because I think we do have pharmacists, of course, and pharmacy students who listen to us. So if a pharmacist wants to say, I'm kind of interested in this, I've been kind of afraid, but you're going to motivate them to like find out more. What would you suggest from somebody who's just a little curious, like, do they need to go into the school like you did, or are there things that they can do along the way? What would you suggest for someone like a pharmacist interested in knowing more? Um, I would definitely suggest a cannabis college. You can do a lot of it online. There's online classes, and it's not just the one in Orlando. They're all over the West Coast as well, um, and you can do a lot of online courses. Um, also, just reading. There's a lot of Canadian journals, a lot. Um, they've they're way more advanced on us in this topic, I promise you. And um, you can, and then also there's a lot of information on the ag department, the Florida ag department about, especially if you're interested in cultivation, uh, to really get involved. And it shows you the differences of hemp versus marijuana and, and the different, you know, the legal aspects. Um, and then the farm bill. The farm bill has a lot of information on there, especially if you are interested in hemp. Um, pretty much if you follow the farm bill, you're in good shape. You know, you're, you're, you're know. you know, yeah, you're, you're not going to have any trouble. So one thing, and I know we're asking her so many questions, I know, um, everyone. but you, cause like I confused, you said that like the license to grow it as agricultural thing was free, but yet really the only people here are the big companies now they're doing it. So I got kind of confused with that. Like if, if Bryn and I wanted to, like, she has a lot of property, we're going to, you know, <laughs> Is it free for us or is it expensive to do? So um, for hemp, we'll start with hemp. Right now, all you need is a zone agricultural. So you need to register your land with the ag department. Um, and you got to decide, are you going to do indoor or outdoor growing or greenhouse growing? Which uh, greenhouse is a little bit in between. It has like natural sunlight, but yeah, it's kept indoor in a sense. And you want to apply for your permit. So you, you do an application online through the, the Department of Agriculture, and they'll issue you a permit to cultivate. You don't need any nursery background. You don't, all you need is a zone ag and registered property with the ag department. And really, that's just for monitoring reasons, because they're going to want to, you're going to have to come up with a whole plan on how to expose, how to remove it. Because let's say, for example, you accidentally grow marijuana, well, now you got to completely kill your whole crop and you need to have some sort of a disposal system. So that's all regulated by the state as well. So you need a plan for that. Um, if you're doing indoor growing, you know, you, you need to set up the minimum construction standards and all that. You have to meet all that. Um, the lighting, the water, the air filtration, all, all that sort of stuff are, for, for growing. You so know, just the expense of the growing it, and it by the regulations that they're going to give you kind of thing. That's interesting. Mm -hmm. And then you can sell it to whoever? 
yeah, I mean, you as long as you have a, a permit to uh, a retail, especially if you're doing, you know, food related, mm-hmm. you just need your food permit to sell retail. And then if you sell wholesale, then there's a separate permit for that. Gotcha. So, or edit you know, and all that technical, but because I, I just remember when it kind of started happening in California, we were actually out that way. And like people were saying like, ah, oh, that's the new big thing. Like, you know, we're going to grow marijuana and like that's going to be the next big yeah. money maker kind of thing. I just, so. anyway. Very interesting. So do you have plans to grow or are you still like your contact where you're able to customize your products? Um, there we've, we've been considering it cause we do have the property and we can definitely get involved with that. Um, it's really time right now. I, you know, this is kind of starting to really get busy and take up the whatever spare time I have, but, um, we're kind of deciding right now. That's, that's okay. kind of where we're, my husband would really like to get involved with that. And he would be really great because he can, he can do that. He's mm-hmm. very handy. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, and you had mentioned earlier, you have like around a hundred patients. Are those all active or like how many patients do you see a week and for how long? Um, maybe 10 a week. I try to keep my consultations within 10 a week cause that's what I can handle right now. But we've, I would say we're, we're about at the hundred mark as far as, you know, that we, whether they're, you know, doing good, you know, on their own right now, or I'm still kind of babysitting them through the, through the steps. But I imagine it could be, especially for you making the product or helping make, you know, design the product. I mean, it could be a residual, like a passive income eventually for you or the patient's doing fine. They just keep getting the same dose, whatever. Yeah. Okay. That's kind of right. Right. Yeah, absolutely. So that's, that's the end game for them to find the product that works best for them. And then for them to stay on it, of course, um, that's that's game for them. <laughs> I noticed you had said in the beginning you would use like an inhaled type of products before. Is that something you carry or have you moved away from that because of all mm-hmm. the like Vaping, new stuff? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, we can talk about, I do carry inhalation products. So we, we actually purchased flour from a company in Vermont. The flowers grown on the mountainside of Vermont. Mm. So the water, the air, everything is natural. Um, and they have, they have harvested a very nice flower and it yields almost 20% CBD, which if, if most CBD flowers, they're lucky to yield anywhere between 14 or 15%. So this flower is really unique um, with high CBD and a very low THC. So it has to meet the, the hemp guidelines, which would be the, so there's a Delta 9 THC that you would see on what we call a certificate of analysis, which is when you sample out the flower. That's the lab um, results that come with it. And, and then there's a signed document by an inspector from the ag department that certifies that this is a hemp product and not a marijuana product. So those two pieces of information come with every purchase of the flower. Mm. Um, that way you know that what you are smoking is hemp and not marijuana. Mm. So um, I, I always do recommend don't flaunt, don't flaunt it in front of a police officer or try to get in trouble because it does look and smell just like marijuana. Mm. So, but legally there is, there's nothing they can do if you have that paperwork with you. Mm. Um, and that's currently what we suggest. Our most popular, which I have right here, this is our pre-roll. And um, that's probably the most popular because you know, most people, they don't, they don't know how to, to roll, you right. know, their, their own pre-roll. So we do the work for them and it's light and go. And so this is, it's not, it's, huh? not, 
it's not a vape product then it's actually a no, i i don't i don't with all the vape issues going on i try to stay away from that um i don't for liability reasons i don't want to get caught up yeah. with that and yeah. they smoking the flower from its natural way is, is the way to go you get more benefit and then i have like some technical questions like did sure. like when you guys did your partnership is it like an llc did you get a lawyer cpa what do you use for your bookkeeping it's um, like invoices you got to keep track of yeah. like all these like certificates yeah um we did an llc um right there with sunbiz nice. and uh, and uh, we uh we do most of our our bookkeeping through paypal and square so okay. all of our you know most of our purchases and then if we do any kind of cash invoices or checks we do a, a paper invoice but we we you know we hold each other same standard you know whatever we sell we document and then we keep a physical inventory and, and we go from there we're not I'm not going to say like our inventory is so huge that it's to the point where we probably need to invest into some sort of like a software inventory right now. But, um, we, we have a pretty good relationship with our um, company that we use to that manufactures and they have like a two day turnaround. So it's, you know, if we run out for some reason, we can reorder and stock back up instantly. So we try not to keep way too much, you know, that it, you know, it, it requires, a huge space for storage or, or bookkeeping, that sort of thing. And I guess, cause I was thinking like, do you have to have, like, since you're consulting with patients and asking about their meds and that sort of thing, like, do you have to keep a record, you know, of the patient and their information, but you're not selling, I guess, a prescription drug. I'm not, right, right. So really it's, I'm just offering counseling and advice and help with selection of products. I mean, I, really to this day, I don't, there's nothing legally that, you know, I, I, that I operate off of. I mean, it, it helps that I'm a pharmacist, I say, just because they can trust me. They feel more comfortable sharing that information with me as a provider. But um, otherwise, there's, there's really nothing that states that I legally need to do this. I mean, you can go, anybody that sells CBD. Right. You don't have to be a pharmacist. Yeah, don't have to be a pharmacist, not in the state of Florida, at least. Mm -hmm. So really you can get counseling and um, products from, from non-pharmacist individuals if, if need be, you know, if they have a dispensary or a CBD dispensary. And your packaging and logo, I heard you say your daughter helps you with that. So is it like you, they send you like blank bottles and you label them or you label over right. the labels? Right. No, um, they, some, some of it comes pre-packaged. Some of them we package ourselves, or, or we change the packaging on it depending um what we like but yeah no we self-label everything i make my own labels and everything i've i've looked into labeling companies and, and honestly i can i figured out how to do it myself so <laughs> it's one less cost to worry about and i and i kind of i kind of like it because it's it's personal you know i feel feel like i you know i had my two cents on it so <laughs> i like it <laughs> I had a question about the the growing aspect. Do you know if deer like um, hemp plants, or what <laughs> what um, animals might uh, get into your potential crop? <laughs> so that is what makes this plant so unique. Um, there's something called terpenes, and hi, sorry. Um, there's something called terpenes that the hemp, that the plant also releases, and it's like um it's protection it, and it's the smell, the smell that you get from a, from marijuana or from hemp 
that protects it from all of the animals, insects, and all sorts of, you know, problems that it could have. So that's, that's really what we're doing. So, hi. Otter, <laughs> <laughs> sorry, they just walked in. Well, we're gonna let you go. I know you need to go soon, but uh, are, oh, you had the book you were gonna show us? Oh, sure. Really like so, resources. Yes. Um, here is this is the book that really started it all for me. It's a nice. It's a healing with CBD. It's a great information book about you know the laws, how CBD started when it was used like way before our time and um, all the health conditions there's even drug interactions in here and it, it's it's a great overall book so healing with cbd awesome it's blue and it's by yeah it's um eileen konezik is an rn and um lauren wilson are the authors cool cbd we can put that information on the the information thing yeah and then our, our big question, yes. we always ask the real important question. Self-care. How do you take care of yourself? You're like powerhouse mama. Yeah, so I use the oil. The oil is, um, I use a 1,000 milligram CBD oil, and I do half a mil twice a day, morning and night. I sleep like a baby. I handle anxiety like a pro. And um, sometimes I use mints. I have CBD mints for like, in the moment so these get sublingually um, and it just delivers 10 milligrams and um, if I'm having a little bit of a more stressed day or or need a little extra that's that's kind of like what I go to for that but, and then what do you do for fun though like mentally that's not like medication yeah, <laughs> yeah. well the horses you know um, you know if I'm, when I'm not being a mom or being a wife or being a pharmacist I the horses that's really what keeps me motivated and going and really helps me to disconnect from from the world so that's me time right there yeah that's <laughs> awesome well thank you so much this was very informative i think um if somebody wants to get in touch with you um would you like us just to add your linkedin profile so they can get to you that way or how would you want us to guide them to you if I send you a copy of the business card, is that possibly? Yeah, that's, yeah. We can put that information on there. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So we'll do that, and um, yeah, all all of our website information and, and Facebook pages on there. I'm so proud of you. I'm just so so excited for you yeah. and journey, and we really Thank appreciate you. you sharing so much knowledge. Mm. You can tell you're very passionate about it, mm. and you're on, you're on the frontier. And I think I, I hate to even say that you're courageous, so you, because you you know you shouldn't have to be courageous courageous. But I think you know just put you're putting yourself out there as you know as a professional and as a pharmacist. I think and and to do something different. And yet that those are the people who are on the cutting edge, like that edge that's moving and growing. So congratulations and be really proud of yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And if you guys ever have any questions, let me know. Absolutely. All this field and hopefully it's changing in a good direction. It looks like so. Yeah. Yep. Maybe we'll have to hit you up in a year or so and just get an update oh, or something. Yeah. So cool. oh, yeah. That would be a great idea. Awesome. All right. Well, thank you so much and enjoy your wedding where you're, you're at. <laughs> thank you. I look forward to it. Thank you. Our right. pharmacist out of the box. I'm Bryn. I'm Heather. We'll see you next time. Bye guys. Bye.